1: Welcome to episode 348 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is CEO and co-founder of Cognitive, a company that provides Word Day consultancy and professional services. He has been working with Word Day for more than a decade and developed an on-demand services model supporting Word Day clients. So it's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Luke Switkowski.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Um, Luke, I'd like to get a bit of an understanding of of your background and and how Cognitive came about. So could you maybe give us a bit of an insight into that?
0: Uh, Sure, absolutely. So um, originally, uh, when I went to uh, college, uh, I got a degree in computer science, um, but I ultimately found out that I was not that great at programming and decided to pursue consulting because that was probably the biggest variety pack of Let's say activities and career options um, when when maybe you're not sure what you're going to do long term. And when I got into consulting, eventually I worked my way into uh, workday consulting. Right, so I worked for a workday partner firm uh, based out of Boston. And the way cognitive uh, came about was that firm that I worked for was acquired by another company, um, and that basically created uh, an opportunity for for me to uh, you know, try to start my, my own business. And I did just yep. that. That's how Cognitive started.
1: Right. Okay. And obviously I'm I'm sure the majority of people, if not everybody will know what, what you've know, heard of certainly Workday. So could you maybe give us a bit of an understanding of what Workday actually is and what, what sort of functionality and, and solution it provides?
0: Absolutely. So, so Workday was, um, you know, founded some time ago now, but basically the, the, founder of PeopleSoft, Dave Delfield, who's a a famous entrepreneur and um, very successful businessman, uh, founded uh, uh, Workday. uh, And what Workday basically did is they allowed for companies to run their human capital management and their financial systems in the cloud kind of for the first time. So uh, it kind of departed from the client-server model of, of that type of software, and it was all basically... Uh, cloud native and, you know, accessible through any web browser. Um, and so for companies that uh, need to do human resources functions, do their finances, all of that can be done within Workday, um, you know, as well as uh, things like financial planning and analysis um, and uh, many other things as well. Uh, but that's basically what what Workday does for, for companies. So what you see in the market is a lot of uh, companies and the majority of Fortune 500s now run Workday uh, to uh, f- for their HR and finance systems.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in terms of what cognitive does, you're, you're obviously a consultancy and you provide a- advisories services, presumably, and you help help companies implement, is it, or or maintain and manage? What, what is it exactly that you do?
0: Yeah, so we do kind of a wide variety of projects. So. Maybe the, the smallest thing that we do is kind of day to day support of the system, um, because Workday is such a huge uh, and a massively configurable system. Um, yeah. But in addition to that, we help uh, clients, you know, deploy larger projects. So let's say you're you're running Workday and you want to deploy Workday Recruiting, we would help you configure that module um, and and get it up and running for you. So that's that that's a, an example of a larger project. And and we work with um, you know about two hundred sixty Workday clients. Uh, and and the relationships are long term relationships.
1: Yes, excellent. Okay, good. That gives a bit of an insight into yourself and your company. So that's great. But obviously, what we're here to do is talk a little bit about career development. So, um, Luke, can you give us um, a career tip? One that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be.
0: I think one of the you know in terms of let's say building a career, um, I think what I keep coming back to, at least personally, is you know, whether we maybe we like it or not, uh, we live in a skill-based economy and a skill-based society, right? So to build a career, you have to basically build a skill set. Um, and that might take a little bit of time to do, but that's what I think everything is predicated on. So, um, you know, just just as a quick example, right now we have a number of openings at Cognitive for Workday consultants, right? And what is the prerequisite of, of getting there is, is that skill, right? Um, and so i think when when people focus on skills and kind of development of skills, I think that's one of the the biggest um things that you can do for yourself as an individual to to you know build a build a career
1: yeah so obviously i mean Word Day is obviously the example you can you can use very very um easily but but yeah. in terms of the sorts of skills that you can develop there there are a variety on there obviously different different technologies and platforms and and packages and and so forth so uh, there's an opportunity isn't there If if you are particularly interested in something there's almost inevitably a platform or a technology that that will meet that need or that interest and therefore potentially you can focus a lot of your effort in learning and developing skills in that particular area
0: absolutely i mean i can give you another example that's maybe maybe more more of an it specific example so if you look at the um provider called jumpcloud i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but basically it's like a call it active directory in the cloud yep um it's a it's a relatively new company it's growing tremendously fast um a lot of companies are adopting it for management of their devices and as that ecosystem develops, um, you know, if you take the time to learn how to administer jump cloud, right, then there's that's another item that you know how to do. And you know, eventually that'll be more and more prevalent and it'll give you a lot more options for you know pursuing maybe something like a you know like a jump jump cloud admin position or a position where jump cloud is part of the prerequisite, let's say, suite of platforms that you need to be able to work with. Right, and having that that skill set um, is is going to be the key. And and cloud is relatively a new company, right? It's not like it's been around for twenty years. Uh, it's it's just been around for for you know single digit years. <laughs> and yes. so uh, I think that's like a great example of what I have seen, especially you know starting cognitive because when you start a company, you have to find systems and things to help you run the day to day. And and to your point, there's so many solutions and platforms out there. Um, that that are gaining traction and um, kind of maybe attaching yourself to that isn't that a bad idea?
1: Indeed, exactly. Yeah, I, I think the only one, I, the only thing I would say about that is perhaps maybe look at two or three rather than just focusing on one, particularly if it's a new technology or a new company. Um,
0: yeah, and actually, speci- specifically to career advice, um, I actually got career advice before I got into the workday world where. I was actually at an airport and I was chatting with um, one of my coworkers because I used to do uh, SAP HR consulting. So it was basically consulting, but a different ERP system. And they, that person made a comment of like, oh, if I had to kind of do my career over again or if I could you know, have the option to do so, I would try to find an emerging technology like the, like the next SAP, the next PPL software, whatever, um, and try to you know, get into that, right. And learn about yeah. that. Um, and at that point in time, I think Workday was only just a few years old and that's actually what prompted me to look a little bit and see what was out there specifically to Workday. Cause I knew what I wanted to do in terms of, you know, what I enjoyed in terms of the type of consulting and the world that I wanted to consult in. Um, and I thought that was like really, really good advice, uh, because, you know, if, um, you know, everything goes right. And, and that, uh, thing that you're pursuing or, or, you know, the career that you're pursuing ends up being the next big thing, that's, that's only going to benefit you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Luke, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience?
0: That's a great question. Um, So worst moment um, must be where I was a consultant on a project where I was responsible for configuring a system and it was ready to be tested so the client i was working um, at flew in maybe 20 people from all over the world into a location to start unit testing the solution i configured um long story short barely anything worked um and Calling it an embarrassment is maybe an understatement, um, and that was definitely like one of the worst situations that I've ever been in. Um, and it was partly, it, it was a, it was a combination of things. It was definitely my fault, but it was also kind of this notion that like, oh well, the project manager will tell me exactly what to do, you know, in a given situation, or um, I really need to have all the information before I. I and able to configure at the end of the day, all of that stuff didn't really matter because the end result was, was horrible. And, and the, the kind of the, to, to finish that thought or that experience is, you know, as, uh, I like to call the grand prize of that mistake, you know, I got to work basically, you know, a month straight, uh, on that project to basically fix everything or to close the gaps that were there. Um, and at the end of the day, it, everything worked out. Um, but that was certainly a very unpleasant experience so 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 don't I guess to to give more specific advice don't rel- don't um, make the mistake of just assume that everyone else will do exactly what their roles and responsibilities are within a project take more more ownership of the work that you have to do yourself and make sure that you really follow through on it and, and make sure everything is lined up
1: yeah, exactly. Very good. Um so maybe something a little bit more positively. Can you tell us about your career highlight to date?
0: I mean definitely, um starting cognitive and actually you know, having it we don't think we're the journeys done or we're done by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I people tell myself and my co-founder Mark all the time, like, you know, congratulations on your success, congratulations on on building a successful company. Um, I would definitely say that's, that's my career highlight um, uh, as of today, because that's always kind of been, been a dream of mine to be able to build something um, and actually have it be successful, so, so sort of validate your ideas and, and the approach to things, um, putting it into motion and actually have it f- fulfill itself, you know, uh, as far as uh, from a working theory in your mind to an actual practical application of it. So that's definitely been the highlight. Um and, and obviously we're not done yet, so we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> in the future
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um so Luke, what excites you about the future of careers in IT? Oh, oh there
0: there's so much to talk talk about just in that question. Um <laughs> I think one of the things that absolutely um is so fascinating and it kind of blows my mind every time i I think about it is if you look at so when i went to college and i and i learned things like you know like programming in java and like c and those types of things and just seeing like what tools were available then to execute on just programs and it related things to what is available today like the tools and the packages and the capabilities that are available to anyone is super, super exciting. So like one of my favorite applications is, is called log rocket. So log rocket, basically as you're using whatever system you're using, it kind of um, captures a video at the time an error happens. So, you know, in a traditional it world um, and I guess I can, look back and look at my co-op job while I was in college. I was actually an IT help desk professional at a large um, papermaking company. And, you know, back in the day was, when something went wrong, you would call, you know, the client be like, well, can you recreate the problem so I can like see it on my screen or that I can, you know, see what the error was? Well, with something like LogRocket, when somebody submits a ticket, you can just look at the timestamp of the ticket against log rocket and just play back what they experienced as the user so from like a it troubleshooting perspective it's you know it's a night and day difference and that's just one example of one tool um and and the landscape is just so much richer and there's so much more uh technology and everything else that you can use today that that you know it's just like a you know the possibilities are almost endless (laughs) um Super exciting!
1: Indeed, exactly, yeah, great. Okay, Luke, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So, what first attracted you to a career in IT?
0: So, I I've always enjoyed figuring things out. Um, like math was one of my favorite subjects, but I didn't really like the the like the equation problems. I always liked the word problems. So, like you know, something's happening, and they got to figure out. What, what to do and and I feel like in the world of i t um there's so much of that happening all the time, so you know the ability to figure things out to tinker is definitely what what drew me uh, to to that world
1: and what is the best career advice you've ever received
0: i th- I think the best career advice that I've ever received is is sort of what I mentioned before where you know to find um, a niche area that that you're willing to learn and to you know um learn it to the best of your ability uh i think that you know that can be extrapolated to to, you know almost anything but basically the the most amount of value you're going to get out of your career is by knowing something really really well even if that something is very niche or um very narrow you being an expert in it will give you a leg up in so many different areas
1: yes exactly and maybe a slightly more difficult to answer, but what is the worst career advice you've ever received? (laughs)
0: Um, The worst career advice I ever received was um, somebody was trying to convince me that uh, getting a computer engineering degree was going to be so much better than getting a computer science degree uh, for my career because there's going to be almost no possibilities with a computer science degree versus a computer engineering degree. (laughs) What I found out, I guess, later in life is that your degree matters for your first job, but after your first job, your degree does not matter unless you're like a true specialist, like, I don't know, like a particle physicist or something. Um, The the, the job after your first job will be all predicated on the experience of your first job and how well you did in your first job.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do?
0: Honestly, I think if I started my career again in today's world, I think I would still work in the world of consulting. I'm not sure if I would kind of uh, go in the kind of HR consulting world necessarily. I think what's really, really interesting these days is um, all the fintech Uh, activity that's happening so uh, you know basically there's a lot of software and really interesting technology being built around the world of finance Um, and I think that's like a really interesting emerging you know business sector if you will that I would probably take a really close look at
1: yep and what career objectives are you currently focusing on
0: um so, so day to day, I'm always trying to make sure that cognitive is a, a happy and healthy company that we're, you know, uh, an actual company versus you know a company that let's say just gets funded and funded and keeps posting losses. <laughs> um, I think a company that that you know is profitable is you know let let's just say for the lack of uh, argument for the for the sake of argument like a true company. So I want to make sure that that keeps. Uh, moving forward. And also the other big part of the day-to-day is, you know, making sure we capitalize on our own success. So I love to create success for ourselves collectively as a company, and then capitalizing on that and then
1: benefiting from that. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far?
0: I think one of the things that I think can help anyone um, is I think it's really important to not be afraid to ask questions and not to be afraid to ask for help. Um, You know, I think uh, one one of my, um, you know, I guess favorite individuals to like read about uh, is Steve Jobs and he said this, you know, many times where uh, a lot of people are prevented from doing things because they're just afraid to ask, right? And by asking a question, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't know anything, but can really short circuit and save you a lot of time in knowing what to pursue and and what what where to go to figure what you're trying to figure out, um, and I think a lot of people are 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 scared to do that. Um, and I think if you are going to have a let's say a, a non-IT skill, being able to do that, I think is is really really important because it can def- help you navigate where you need to go very quickly.
1: I agree absolutely. Yes, and what do you do to keep your own career energized? Um, so.
0: So within Cognitive, um, we have a bunch of little projects going on kind of at all times where we're trying to either create a new service or we actually developed a, a, a whole piece of software. It's called Rooster. It's for interview scheduling um, for, for candidates. So there's always going to be something new to pursue and to figure out and to either build or bring to market. So that's what's, what's keeping things really, really interesting and that's what's what's keeping let's say maybe the analytical part of us, uh, busy. Um, and I don't see that stopping anytime because, you know, every couple of years that it seems like the world changes a lot anyway. So there's always new opportunities to, to look at and examine.
1: Yes. Very good. And, And what do you do in your spare time away from technology?
0: So one of my favorite things to do, um, actually on the weekend is to, um, Grill, uh, you know. Give, give me a beer, give me something to grill, and I'm very happy. Um, <laughs> really? uh, I also like to uh, ride my road bike uh, quite a bit, and then when it's winter time, I try to make it out to the slopes and do some snowboarding. Um, I think it's really important also to disconnect with from technology um, yes. when you can, and if you can't do it on a, any given weekday, uh, I think a weekend is a really great time to do just that.
1: It is exactly. And Luke, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice?
0: In terms of parting piece of career advice is if you um, are in a job and after, and let's say it's a new job and after one year, just not not really feeling the job anymore, not really enjoying it, instead of just looking for another job immediately, uh, see if you can give yourself another six months to a year to work out whatever issues are within that job um, from a Hiring perspective, if I see a resume where someone has 10 years of experience, but at eight different companies, I don't see that as a positive thing, Um, even though you might think like, oh, I'm getting all these different experiences, all these different companies. To me, I I see it as someone that maybe is never quite satisfied with the job that they're going for. And it's risky for me as an employer to hire a person like that because there's a really good chance that after a year they're going to leave, right? Um, And for people who, let's say, persevere within a position or, or a series of positions within one company, you know, for a stretch of like three to five years, that's viewed in a much more positive light.
1: Yeah, I understand that absolutely. Yes, um, I think that's probably a subject for a, for a longer conversation potentially about how how best to manage that from a personal perspective. But but I think you're right. If if you get to a point and you've only been with a company a short period of time, maybe maybe consider setting your some values or some something you can measure over a period of time to make sure that the the that the reason you feel that you want to move on is valid. So you can assess it over a period of time rather than make a, a snap decision, perhaps.
0: Exactly. I think another good option in that in that thought is, you know, if you do, if you're absolutely not sure of what you want to do, I think um, there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, freelancing today, right? To just be a contractor where, yep. you know, you can work a little bit with company A and a little bit with company B, and projects, you know, tend to be short. So, so, you know, you'll have these short stints to kind of help you figure that out. Um, and then, you know, having that on your resume, like, Hey, I was a contractor for like three or four years. That's a totally different story than, you know, I was at four different jobs over the last four
1: years. Yeah. That's, that's very good. Very well put. Okay. And Luke, how can we find out more about you and connect with you?
0: Sure. So you can, you can find me, um, on LinkedIn, uh, And uh, or you can send me an email at luke at cognitiveinc.com. That's k o g n i t i v i n c.com. Um, and uh, that's probably the best way to connect with me.
1: Great, Luke. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you.
0: Great, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
1: Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT
0: Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, Visit itcareerenergizer.com